Welcome to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast hosted by Becky Dameron. Becky was saved at a young age and reared in a Christian home. At an early age, she sought for a special relationship, Jesus Christ. As her love for Jesus grew, so did her love for His Word. Becky has enjoyed leading ladies' Bible studies, speaking at ladies' conferences, and sharing the gospel with anyone willing to listen. We hope you have your Bible and are ready to dive into studying God's amazing book. Oh, we read some very sad verses here today, as in verse 24, it says, Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven, and he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Earlier, remember, I mentioned that it's not just Sodom and Gomorrah that are destroyed. We know it was the cities all around there that was destroyed, and uh, a couple of the other ones were Zeboim and Adna. I'm probably saying that wrong, but I believe Zoar would have also been destroyed, but Lot had asked to go in there. And when they went in, they were told not to look back, and Lot's wife did look back as she sees, they see fire and brimstone coming from heaven. I believe there was an, a reaction even with the earth, and some believe that there was volcanic action that happened because of what came from the sky. We know it came from heaven. Fire and brimstone came from heaven because the Bible says that. So, and the idea of brimstone is like hot burning sulfur. And we know from the earlier passage, there was slime pits there, and it talks about asphalt being there as far as like sulfur. And so you have this salt mixed, excuse me, mixed with heat. The um, discoveries lately in that area have been astounding. They said they were, they're finding pottery that is heated into glass like it's clearly pottery but the uh, source of heat so high they said it had to be more than 2,000 degrees celsius to be able to do what was done to this pottery and it turned it into glass they're discovering a lot of that here many people believe that even the dead sea was created more by this because it opened up that region, like the ground sunk from the um, the catastrophe that happened, and the, then the Dead Sea just started collecting more and more of the salt, that whole region that was full of salt. That's just speculation. I can see that being a possibility. But um, in, at any rate, this was a horrible, horrible destruction. And I remember as a kid, I heard a preacher or speaker, or maybe it was a lady, I don't know, and they're like, oh, I wonder why Lot's wife looked back. She probably looked back because she needed her curlers, and she missed her curlers, and she didn't quite pack everything. Honestly, I think now that I'm a mother, I know why she looked back. And if you're a grandmother, I think you know why she looked back. Who was being destroyed back there? Her children. I don't know. We. I love my husband, but then there's this other love that's different. That's a mother's love that is so great. And I'm not a grandmother yet, but I've heard from 
some of my friends. The love that you have as a grandmother. It's, you can't compare anything to it. Her children and her grandchildren were being destroyed by fire and brimstone. I don't think she looked back because of her curlers. And sometimes people say funny stuff in sermons, and it's just trying to make things light. But we can't, I'm not saying it's wrong. But when we're reading our Bible, we, we need to put ourselves in people's shoes. I believe she looked back because she was losing her part of her flesh and her blood. She had gave birth to these daughters. She had married them to sons. They had children. We know Abraham was sure there was more than 10, so they had to have children. And she made a big mistake. She looked back. She should not have looked back. Oh, her family, oh, it falls apart after this. It's just terrible. But there is no excuse for disobedience. God said, don't look back. And even as much as we love our children, we love our grandchildren, we can't disobey God for them. That's not love. She couldn't save her children. Remember, they were dilly-dallying around just hoping that the kids would show up. They don't show up. She needed just to obey. So whenever your kids, you have some kids that aren't doing what's right, you have children that maybe aren't following the, the Lord, don't join them. Don't disobey God too. Don't say, oh, well, I, they're doing horrible. I might as well join. No. We have to do what's right regardless. And the reason she looked back, I believe, is because the hole in her heart, the loss that she was feeling. And we are going to feel that at times too. We, You might have a child who has chosen to reject your teaching and has chosen to live for himself and has not accepted Christ's gift of salvation. We have to stay strong. We have to stay faithful. We can't join them. We can't go back. We can't go back and try and relive what has already been done. We have to move forward. We no turning back, looking forward, following the God, following God in obedience. Why she was turned into a pillar of salt is because she disobeyed. We have to at times when our heart is hurting more than what we can ever imagine. We have to, by faith, keep obeying God. There's a verse in the New Testament where Jesus talks about Lot's wife, and he gives a warning. It says, in that day, he's talking about the day that he will come and judge the world. He which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down and take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Remember Lot's wife. Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. God, Jesus is giving a warning, ladies. Let's take heed to this warning. Let's not go think, worry about stuff maybe that we're having to leave behind because of following the Lord. You know, your husband might say, you know, we're not going to have this TV in our house anymore. Don't look back. Don't say, no, I really think we need it. No, keep pressing forward. As, as Jesus said right there, 
you got stuff in the house, forget the stuff in the house. Keep following me. Remember Lot's wife. Big warning there. She was turned into a pillar of salt because of her decision to look back. And as we continue on, this this story just becomes more and more sad. It says, And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. Oh, what, what does this tell us again? Every day he had a walk with the Lord, and he stood before God and prayed and communed with God, and he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain, and behold, and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. Uh, he's seeing this destruction. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot dwelt. So it's not that God, oh, I forgot about him. No, he remembers, okay, Abraham's serving me. He's doing what's right. He's pleaded with me for his nephew. There weren't 10 souls, but he delivered Lot. And the New Testament has a passage about this as well. It says in 2 Peter 2, 4, for if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them up into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes. You know, the, he they were destroyed completely. There, there's nothing left, just leveled. They were big cities and they were leveled. But it says, turned into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them examples unto those that after should live ungodly, and delivered just Lot. Now, that was not just saying just only Lot. No, it's just as in he was saved. Vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their awful, unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise governments, presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. So I'm not going to continue here in 2 Peter. But what God's saying here is that God knows how to deliver those and that he delivered Lot out of there, even though Lot, was just like spotted. His, like I picture a, a garment that's just filthy with the things of this world. He still delivered him. And that's what this is saying back here in Genesis where it's saying, and God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow. Even though Lot vexed his righteous soul, it, just, it grieved Lot, but he didn't do anything about it. And so it messed him up. He started saying things were okay. And of course, he pays for it with his children, losing his children. But then as this is happening, Lot's in Zoar at this time. So he's over in Zoar and 
he's terrified. They have just they witnessed cities completely leveled. There's nothing left of them. He, you know, the fire's still burning, and it, there's nothing there. And he's like, I can't stay in a city. It's this. He went up out of Zoar and dwelt in the mountain, and his two daughters with him, for he feared to dwell in Zoar, and he dwelt in a cave. He and his two daughters. So, you know, he thought, oh well, can't I just go in this little town? Can't I just have a little bit? And they're okay. You can go in that. And they did not destroy Zoar because of Lot being in there, but it wasn't what Lot wanted. He was in that town, and he was like. I'm getting out of here. And he finally does what's right. I pray that we're not like that, that, you know, after God judges and judges and judges, then we're, okay, we'll obey. We'll go up to the mountain where we should have been. If Lot would have gone up to the mountain with his wife, when how he should have been, we wouldn't be reading this next section, which is disgusting. So as we continue on, it says, And the firstborn said unto the younger, Our father's old, and there's not a man on earth to come in to, to us after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him, that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father to drink wine that night, and the firstborn went in and lay with her father, and he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. And it came to pass on the morrow that the firstborn said unto the younger, Behold, I lay yesterday with my father. Let us make him drink wine this night also, and go thou in and lie with him, that we may preserve the seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night also. The younger arose and lay with him, and he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. Thus both the daughters of Lot were by child a lot with child by their father. Again, a warning uh, against wine. Anytime we see in the Bible that wine has a bad connotation with it, it means that it's fermented wine. It's not grape juice. If Lot was drinking grape juice, he wouldn't have been out of his mind and sleeping with his daughters. So people that want to say, oh, the Bible's okay with wine, it's not. Every single time, the Bible talks about wine as how we talk about wine, as fermented wine. It's terrible. So stay away from alcoholic beverages. You don't need to go near them for pleasure. You know, those commercials that show, oh, you know, drink these cores, you'll be happy. Or I always see the one, I think it's uh, Corona. Oh, it's so great. We're on the beach and everything's great. No, it's not. You know what wakes up, you wake up the next day with a pile of junk that you're going to have to live with the rest of your life. There's there's guys in jail because they drank a Corona on the beach with a lady. And then, oh, oh yeah, he raped me. Stay away from booze. And ladies, on your side too, you don't have control over anything while you're drinking. So you don't even know what's going on. Stay away from it. And I will always harp on this every time I come to a passage that talks about wine and it clearly is talking when it's fermented we need to stay away from this but again if lot's wife wouldn't have turned back she would have been with him and this would not have happened this incest happened the girls i believe acted this way because they had been raised the whole time in the city of sodom there's no right or wrong in there lot doesn't stand before the lord and pray no he he knew what was right he believed in god but he didn't train his kids and so his kids are like oh well this is what's going to solve things Let's have, let's lay with our father and have children by him. 
And that idea of producing seed is have, we need to have a descendant. Guess what? Lot did not need a descendant. And when we think, oh, we can innocently be in the world, it affects our children. That's who gets affected the most. And we have righteous background. We have uh, right and wrong in, in us because we're following the Lord. But our children, they see it as it is, and they just jump all in. So sad, sad, sad passage here. I pray it would not be said of us at all. I pray we stay away from the world. Heavenly Father, help us never to touch a drop of alcohol as far as for drinking, you know, for pleasure. I pray if anybody today is excusing him, excusing that, I pray you convict them of that. Help them to turn away from the idea of drinking alcohol. It always leads to problems. I pray that we are good testimonies today for you. Lord, please help us to be pure and right before you and leading our families. I I can't imagine the sorrow Lot lived with for the rest of his life as he has two grandchildren by himself and his daughters. Lord, it's just the the reaping that comes from sin is so great. I pray that if we're at any of us are doing something we need that we know we need to stop, I pray we would stop. And Lord, I pray that we would follow you completely and wholly and live holy as you are holy. And I pray that we would strive to always live pure and clean lives before you. Thank you for listening to Come Magnify the Lord With Me podcast. Please join Becky Dameron each weekday for a study through the Bible from a woman's perspective. If you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions, please reach out to Becky through Come Magnify the Lord With Me Facebook page. Until next time, God be with you and may He greatly bless you as you continue to grow through following His word.